Hello and welcome to the World of Vala. The World of Vala is a homebrew actual play tabletop podcast. Last time on the World of Vala. In their search for Angelo Barberi, Santana, Samoon, and Ezra began to travel by cruise ship to the northern lands of Azel, the land of Earth. While they are traveling by cruise ship, their time for relaxation ends as Star Samoon kicks off their training with a bang and a win over both fighters. With two weeks of training under their belt, will this be enough to close the gap in skill between the three combatants, or will they both fall to the might of Star? Episode 44, Prove It or Lose It. So it is the 10th of Firemoot. You have finished your 20-day journey from Zabar to the Nation of Azel. You have spent the last 14 days training. So what are some of the things you learned? Ezra? Ezra has been training in the Weapon Style Warden, and she's gained the first two stances, Panther and Rhino. Okay, okay. Santana? So Santana has learned the um, first stance of Bladesinger, and she is now proficient in swords. And for tier one, tier one proficiency in swords. Boom. Nailed it. Good. Good, 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 good. You have reached Azel in record time. But as your ship docks and you remove yourselves from the cruise ship, you find yourselves not knowing where to go next. I guess it never crossed any of your minds that, oh, we're going to, to Azel, but where do we start looking for... Angelo in an entire country. So, yes, Santana. Oh, I'm sorry, cause like I was like doing the thing where I'm interrupting you while you're explaining stuff. I was just gonna be uh, like Santana was gonna suggest like like me and Angelo like bonded a little bit over fashion. I say hit the mall first because I need more clothes because the environment that I'm used to is not this dryness of Azel. Ezra, do you, do you have any... Do you, so you should just set to the group? Yes. Okay, as you look around, you realize Star isn't around you. Ezra. Ezra, like, she she nods towards Santana to show she's listening and gives her, like, a little smile to show that she'd be, like, fine with that if she really wants. But her eyes are looking for Star. So she, like, smiles. She's like, that sounds fine, Santana. Where's your sister? She is a she's a big strong knight. She can handle herself. Um, you want to see if any locals know where the closest uh, mall is? Actually, I'd rather see what Star is up to. I roll for perception. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> I roll fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Um, you see Star deeper within the crowd, a hawk sitting on her, sh- her shoulder as she's reading a note. As she's reading the note, you kind of see her face like kind of drop, and she rips the note up and r- runs towards y'all. And she's like, and just in our eyesight now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Santana, why don't we ask Star what she thinks? And she kind of gestures towards Star, who's running towards them. Boom. So Star, 
Um, I know we're supposed to be, we're on a mission to find Angela, but we need new clothes. What are you doing out of your cage, prisoners? What? <laughs> Star. Uh, what are you doing? And she's kind of just like staring at you with her eyes like wide and her eyebrows shot up. Can I tell she's giving me like code Re with her roll eyes? Roll a perception. <laughs> And I'll roll a charisma. Jeez Louise, okay. Hold on a second. I got a 20. What? And a 20 plus perception? I rolled a 2, and it's minus 1 in charisma. <laughs> so, the look that she's sending you is that... I really need to use the bathroom. That's the look? <laughs> But yes, that's the look. That's the look that I got. Yeah. Like you saw it. You saw that she was trying to give. A, she was trying to give code. But what you got because of the way she tried to express it was that. Oh yeah, my sister totally just has to use the restroom. And I was like, yeah, what are you doing? You're caged prisoner. And I interpreted it as I need to pee. You you got the facial expression as. Oh. I okay. need to pee. Okay. Um. <laughs> um, and she little same thing just puts her hand on Star. It's just like, do you want me to find you a bathroom? Unhand me, prisoner. And then she looks at you again, gives the same eyes. And this time she looks at Ezra as well. Ezra quickly sweeps into a more cowering stance and is like, oh. Oh my god, we're so sorry. We just, my friend here, she had to use the bathroom. And Ezra just kind of takes Santana's hand off of Star's shoulder. And we lost our way back. Could you escort us back to no. our cages? You deserve a punishment more than your cages. Get into the cart. No, I insist. Get into the cart. <sighs> <sighs> Um, so Star is kind of confused, and she's like kind of muttering to herself while she's like going in the same direction. Santana? Santana, I'm so sorry. Sorry, you say where you are. Santana is kind of like confused and is like kind of muttering to herself while walking in the direction that Star placed into the cart. And she's like, yeah, we have the same face, but whatever. Like, people are going to be like, oh, we have the same face. We're twins. Whatever, though. Good I'll point. Right out of her, like, breast smell, she takes out two sweaty bags and then puts them over your head. I walked right into that one. Get into the cart, prisoner. You're not allowed to see where we're going. <laughs> God, Star. Ezra's assuming that they're being watched or something, or else none of the charade would be necessary. So she's not exactly hamming it up. But doing just enough, she gets into the cart and she kind of has a guiding hand on Santana and tries to lead her along in because it doesn't seem like she's picking up on it. Y'all hear Star jump into the front seat of the cart and it's like, ha! And then you hear horses um, galloping as, this, as the cart speeds up significantly. Yeah, that's right, prisoner. I know how much you love the sound of horses from where you're from. But you're not going to enjoy this. So you're traveling for a good hour. 
before the horse turn like slows down a bit. It's still trotting along, but you feel a star like grab the sides of your heads, kind of like rub it. Mm-hmm. Y'all okay in there? Oh, are we in a position where we don't have to like pretend anymore? Oh yeah, but you still have to wear them the. The hoods, though. You're not really allowed to see where we're going. Were we being watched earlier? Oh, yeah, of course. I completely forgot that we were supposed to sneak into the country, and Nico put us on a cruise ship, and that's not really indicative of sneaking into yeah. a country. Well, our king really is... He's a bright kid, but what do you, what do you know? He's 13. He's a kid. It's fair enough. Um, so, so we still can't take the bags off? No. Why can we weren't just blindfolded? Do you have blindfold money? Oh, but we got sack money? Yeah. So we got sack money. Nico is a is a king? Never mind, it's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Silk uh silk blindfolds aren't exactly believable prisoner material, yeah. Santana. This we use this to feed the horses, so I apologize. I'm so disgusted. That's where the oats came from. But at least we're a few hours away from where we need to go. A few hours? Yeah, about like four more hours. God. So are we going to continue to be watched or can we take these nasty horse bags off our heads? Oh, you're just not allowed to see where we're going. I can close my eyes. Just get this gross thing off my head. Mm, I don't know if you can... I don't know if I can trust y'all to keep your eyes closed. How come you can keep your eyes open? Because I've been here before. And we've now been here before as well. No, the people that we're going to see, they enjoy their secrets. Mm. Including where they're located at. Star, we're sisters. You don't trust your sister? And she's going to roll a charisma? (laughs) Persuasion? Persuasion? Okay. Is that just a... Sure. Ooh, I got a 19? Plus um, charisma? Yeah. I got a 9. I got a 24. Okay, so convince me. Start. We're sisters. You don't trust your own sister and her sister's friend to find out where we're going? Oh, you and... You and her are friends now. I mean, we're acquaintances. I would just think that we're, like, friendly with each other. We're all, we've all all been placed on this mission together. We need to trust each other. I agree. We spent a lot of time together on that boat, training and otherwise. I don't know. Ezra didn't roll perception. <laughs> okay. <laughs> perception or persuasion? Persuasion. Wow. Ooh. I got an unnatural 20. Okay, yeah. Okay. And then she just removes the um, things out of your head. You're just staring into her wonderful face as the horses are zooming by. The horses in the car are zooming by large trees. Oh, Star, you are a doll. Thank you. Now, can you tell us where we're going, or...? Yeah. So. 
a few things before the mission gets started. I'm the team leader, so I thought that I should give up with the itinerary for the trip. Um, we need new weapons for any potential fight because we are most likely going to be going underground. And I don't know if y'all have been underground in the land of Earth lately. It's a maze. It's really dangerous. There are creatures down there that no one has fought for millennia. Oof. Uh, so we need weapons. We need a map of the underground. And we need to find a guide who knows the underground. Mm -hmm. There's rumors of a Undertaker-like figure that knows the underground pretty well. So we'll start with him when we get back to the capital. You see her do hand, hand quotations of Azel. Right now, we're doing the first step of that mission and looking for weapons. I know a good person who forges really good weapons, and I think it'd be a good place to start with him. Hmm. I didn't know you had friends as far out as Azel. Star? I didn't know you had that many friends, because you're always hanging out with... If you're not hanging out with me, you're just working. Yeah, he's a work friend. Hmm. Ooh. And then Santana's just like, ooh, a work friend? Ooh, ooh. And she's like giving her like eyes like, oh, it's a work friend. Wink. Should I give him the old sister talk? Star kind of just turns around from you. <laughs> since, since you're all, since you're all unhooded, I guess we can just continue on on foot. What? I'm sorry. Um... We should probably ditch the cart. What? Yeah. How could we even explain that before? If we had a walk, I would have shut my mouth. Do you want to use one of the horses? How many? Is that the, sure. Okay. It's been a while, but I believe I can ride. Do we have to bring our stuff with us? Leave it in the cart. Ah, I got my pumps in there. Okay. Do you have a, Do you have like a satchel or something? You can load it onto the horse. These are okay. load-bearing horses. Okay. Ezra does. Okay. Carry what you want. Because you guys didn't overpack for this mission, right? Ugh. packed light. So Santana makes a face and she's like, ugh. Santana, you might have to leave some stuff. Oh, God, no. Ah, whatever. Whatever. Okay. Um. So, like, Santana's, like, looking through, looking through all her stuff. Like, trying to negotiate with herself, which would be the best to bring. And so, yeah. So she leaves pretty much everything except for, like, another outfit and like money and money to leave everything else um do you have to burn the cart no is that no, is, is no, it not no, that no, no 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 don't burn any of the wilderness around these people i don't know the rules i'm sorry you said to ditch the cart yeah Good to know do i burn the stuff that i have no. no maybe fire isn't the best course of action here santana so we leave everything. Okay. So, so as you get on your horses mm -hmm. and you start, you begin to travel deeper into the woods, you, you finally free to just kind of look all around you. The forest that you're entering is colossal, misty, and diverse. Its canopy was rained by redwood, elm, and other larger trees. Still plenty of light passed through these crowns for scattered herbs to rain the insect-riddled soils below. Quiet branches suspended from many a tree and a variety of flowers which were seen occasionally stuck out against the otherwise amber view. 
A medley of animal sounds belong mostly to foraging animals echoed in the air and were accompanied by the occasional sounds of breaking twigs beneath the feet of larger animals. Mm-hmm. You are surrounded by a sea of endless green, a maze of foliage with ha- and then you kind of see within the distance half-hidden cities growing like blooms from a flower. So. Can I roll, um, can Ezra roll, uh, god dang it. History? Yeah. I was gonna say history. Yeah. Cause I imagine that you might have heard of this stuff before. Wham. <laughs> What'd you get? You, this does not ring a bell for you. What about seven? It's not ringing a bell for you. No. I mean, you could just simply ask the person who you're with. Star? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks. I mean, you know, recall, important to memory for me. Anyways. Say, Star. Yes. What are all these villages? Ah, they belong to the true Azalians, or so they call themselves. Hmm. And why do they call themselves that? Uh, you may have heard them under a different name. They're the Green Hearts. So, yes. Does that ring a bell? Roll. Ah! 18. Yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah. What do I know? So, you know that the Green Hearts, um, they pretty much rejected the formalities of a civilized world. Um... The Green Hearts discarded lavish living for life in the wilderness among nature, the trees, and animals. In fact, their major cities are actually located in giant walking trees that roam the forest province of Azel. That sounds beautiful. Of Upper Azel. Okay, okay. Um, Asia mode for a second. Walking trees? Mm-hmm. The trees walk? Yes. Could, did they like magic that? Or are they like, yo, tree, hold our village. We're cool, right? They're magic trees. Are they tree spirits, or are they just straight-up magic trees? Tree spirits. Hey, yo, tree spirit, could you hold my entire life for a hot sec? By hot sec, I mean many millennia. Thank you. Um, they decorate their bodies to resemble their forest surroundings. Because of this, many view them as barbarians. Despite their infamy, they are known to be extremely agile and quick. Ooh. Ooh. So... That's what you basically know. You know the basics of, uh, because not not a lot of people know a lot about the Green Hearts. Uh, uh, anything about their uh, combat? Yeah, are are they like? Is that a do, star question? I'm trying. I want to know what Ezra knows about it first. That's all you know. That's all I know. Bump mm-hmm. bump. Ah. And Santana doesn't know any of that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Take that out of my Santana brain. Throw that out. Do you explain that to Santana? I give a brief explanation of it. Ah, just like the Green Hearts, right? Mm-hmm. So you now know that information. About everything you just told me. Yes. Oh, okay, sweet. Ah. I don't know, because Asia didn't tell me that, so I didn't I know. Was, if... I was going to do the thing, but it's oh. all right, it's all right, it's all right. Because cause since it's not written down, I'm not sure if you like got all of what I said. Um, I was gonna give the Ezra gist, cause she's never too detailed, which is gonna be like, oh, yeah, the Greenhearts, 
And she kind of remembers Santana's there and is like, oh, they're basically Azaleans who rejected living underneath a giant rock for their entire lives, for their, the forest. They're, some think them barbaric. I heard that they like dress themselves in trees and their villages are in giant moving trees. Honestly, if it was either versus this or living underground, this is probably the best bet. I mean, I haven't had a mountain collapse on them, so. So they're already winning. They're already winning. They're on the winning team. Get on it. Anywho. So it's going to take us four hours on horseback, Star. Yeah, I can give you the gist of the people as you're riding. Please do. Okay. So it once began long ago. And it's just me as the DM. <laughs> Hi, I'm Derek, and I'm explaining <laughs> what the green hots are. So, um, so it's very, you learn that it's very important not to harm any woods of this forest around them, because the green hearts allegedly, according to them, made the, made a pact with Azan, someone who they consider a local forest god. Oh. The Greenhearts were... Yes. Is Azan in the same tax bracket as the Lord of Storms? Nope. Y'all have never heard of Azan. No, I mean, you know how, like, spirits have tears? This isn't even a spirit. They they think this is some, this is a whole new religion system. Yo! They don't follow the... Dope. Okay. They don't follow the original gods? Yeah. Oh. Ooh, interesting. Continue. Carry on. So... Azan, a local forest deity. Uh, the Greenhearts are religiously carnivorous as a result of a pact they made with Azan. Um, and this pact makes up a central portion of the Greenheart faith. Um, in its simplest form, it sets these following rules down. Because of the Green Pact, the Greenhearts may only consume, consume meat-based products and are forbidden to harm any plant for their own betterment. And as a result of these stipulations, green hearts are dependent on either stone or imported timber for construction purposes. Um, the green pact has heavily impacted their cuisine, combat, and weaponry. They have developed methods of fermenting meat and milk to develop powerful alcoholic beverages, and weapons such as bows are often made of treated and shaped bone. Most notable about their culture is their stipulation to ritualistic combat that attempts to not destroy anything around it. It's very like a finesse-focused combat style that attempts to keep the, the world of nature within mind. They're not druids, but they're just people who love nature. Aww. Yes. How do they feel about Vaconics? They mess with Vaconics. Ooh, Even though Vakonics are like known for having a tendency to yeah. the life out of nature. Mm -hmm. Okay, oh. okay. Any any info on how they tr like how they how how the nature of messing with Vakonics? Um, they have a they have a few Vakonics within their midst. Um, they are pretty chill about it. Um, they believe that if someone's trained properly to handle their power, they'll be fine. That's what's, me, baby. What's properly handling? 
um, taking control over your Vraconics. Oh, so like Warlocking? Yeah, oh. so most of their Vraconics are Warlocks. Boss? Okay. Um, they also can't... So, they also have a big thing about feasting. They love feasting. Ooh. That kind feasting. of people. But it's all meat. Yeah. You know what? That's... I love that. Um, they also cannot smoke anything of a vegetable nature. Um, bone pipes are common, however, and are filled with caterpillars or tree grubs. Why? Okay, to why smoke, smoke at all? Why smoke at all? But we would need to smoke. Sometimes you need a cigarette. It's... Don't smoke, kids. This is a PSA <laughs> from Entertainment Zoo. Nicotine is bad for you. E-cigs. So, you're, you're getting up close. You seem to be giving up four hours have passed. Mm-hmm. You, it's around 10 o'clock in the morning. And you're getting close to a village, but Star takes a hard right, and you're leading to the outskirts of it, where you see smoke billowing from a house. Mm-hmm. So, Star looks at you, he's like, okay, do y'all get it? Do y'all get the gist of the green hearts? Dope. Don't destroy any nature, and yes. don't eat meat. I mean, just eat meat. Yeah, they're pretty chill. So pretty chill, and just don't, but don't harm any of the plants. Mm-hmm. Bam. You think we're gonna be here long enough for any feast, Star? Uh, hopefully not. We do have a time limit on this mission, and we will probably be underground for quite a long time. Uh, Oof. So take the food to go. Yes. I got it. So they have a unique style of getting weapons in, within the Green Hearts. Um, you must defend yourselves with them and if you're able to you're able to keep them if you defeat the creator with the weapons so basically we just gotta beat up the person who made them yep oh okay that's straightforward why though how do you so Satana butts in Mm -hmm. but if you're making these weapons why do I have to fight you to get this weapon uh this is a unique blacksmith. He enjoys the challenge of figuring out the flaws in his weapons. Uh-huh. For he's continuously growing. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Progress, constructive criticism, etc. Proceed. Oh. Lead the way. We're coming up. We're coming up on his house now. So the house doesn't immediately catch your attention. There is a large man waiting for you already outside the house. How large? Six, seven. Ooh, Ooh. that's a very tall. Yeah. Very tall. It's a large man. Uh, Black dreadlocks awkwardly hangs over a full wild face. Intense hazel eyes set wickedly within their sockets watch vigilantly over the forge you are walking towards. Dark stubble seductively complements his cheekbones and leaves a beautiful memory of his fortunate upbringing. This is the face of Meldor Nightbrook, a true challenger among humans. He stands tall among others despite his brawny frame. As you get a closer look at him, there's something puzzling about him. Perhaps it's his good looks or perhaps simply his personality, but nonetheless, people tend to take pride in knowing him while secretly training to become more like him. And then after seeing him, his house comes into view. 
From the outside, the house looks old but wonderful. It has been built with spruce wood and has yellow pine wooden decorations. Small half-rounded windows let in plenty of light and have been added to the house in a fairly asymmetrical pattern. The house is equipped with a huge kitchen and three bathrooms. It also has a snug living room, four bedrooms, a roomy dining area, and a lounge area, and a modern and a modest forge where you see ash bellowing from the center of the house. The building is shaped like a short U. The two extensions are leaked by a patio. The roof is low and rounded and covered with overlapping tiles, tiles covered in vine, as if the home is being slowly reclaimed by this by the surrounding wilderness. The house itself is surrounded by a well-kept garden with, gra with a grass field and flower patches at the edges of this garden. The star get off her horse, whoop, we're running two horses. Ezra's riding alone. You're riding three horses. Oh, we're also riding separate horses? Mm -hmm. Never mind. dope. Okay. So yeah, so Santana gets off the horse. She's kind of, Santana's a city girl. This nature is beautiful and all. However, she's not noticing the beauty of the nature, per se. She's noticing, like, the mud on her pretty dress. There's not that much mud. Oh, this is, mud? like, grassland. Oh, I'm so sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah. She's not, she's not a nature girl. <laughs> That's a fact. I know her. Um, but, yeah, so she's kind of, like, and, like, the long ride kind of made her irritable. So she's just honestly right to get this thing started. And turns to Star, like, hey, okay, so we're here. How, what's our time frame of how long do we have to, how, like, when do we have to leave? Well, we need a weapon, so we can all leave once we get a weapon. How long does that usually take with this guy? Uh, he, ask him. Uh, what's his Wait, name? Wait, we're that close, or are we just still talking months or something? Oh, no, you're, just, you're, you're in front of him. Oh! oh. <laughs> I, thought we I, thought we were walking, I thought we were walking up. So yeah, Santana like props her hand up and she's like, okay, hello, um, Santana Simone. Um, so I don't mean to be, to put you in a rush, cause I know that your craft takes a long, long time. However, we are on a time frame with our boss. So if you could tell us how long it would take to make a weapon, that would be swell. And can I roll a charisma? Do you have to roll anything for that? Roll a charisma if you want. Uh I'm afraid to roll charisma because the last time I rolled the charisma, it was like, yeah, now Janelle's in love with you. And that is a 16. 14. 16. The star is already sent a hawk to me. The weapon's already made. Dope. Can we get them, please? Because we're on a time crunch. I don't mean to stress you out. But we're on a time crunch. You have to kill me to get these weapons. I have to kill no, you. <laughs> uh, so, what do you have to do to get these weapons? Just battle you? Well, first you must choose a weapon. How thoughtful. He provided us with options. And then Ezra looks at him and nods. It's like, Ezra. As a way of introducing yourself, it's bare bones, but it works. Meldor. Fascinating. Meldor, also it should be said, Meldor isn't wearing a shirt. 
and he's kind of wearing a grab like uh a skirt made of leather Ooh. and he's barefoot and what his right arm is covered in wrappings a pleasure to meet you Meldor how long have you been making weapons for since I was four and how old are you now 20 So, I don't mean to interrupt this noise. I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> this um this flirty vibe that we're going on here, but we do what can we at least see <laughs> the weapon? Do you, do you say flirty vibe out loud? Yes, I do say that out loud. I don't uh, mean to like interrupt this little talk that we have this is all nice and well and I would love to get to know each other as we went to the weapons. The one true way to know someone is through combat. Uh I like this one. Well, he really Come. And he leads you into his forge. So all four of you follow? All three of you follow. So yeah, yep. star oh, yep. follows us. Yeah. So he leads you. As you walk through his forge, you see a ton of like mold for weapons and armor directly in the front door. But he, though these weapons are not ready yet. Let me show you the weapons that are. And then you enter into the outside portion of the forge. And set before you are five different weapons. Mm-hmm. So, and he walks forward through all of them, introducing them to you. This is Anthem. Anthem. So I'm just going to describe them now. Anthem <laughs> is a pair of Greenheart short swords, each with a name etched into the blade within a rune, within the runic language. And then he's like, these are two blades. They come in a set, or you can just take one. The wielder of one blade can sense the presence of the other blade by at least 60 feet. So the next sword. The next sword is Killing Edge. It can most easily be described as a longsword type blade with a knuckle bow guard with serrated edges. If used correctly, it can cause horrendous wounds thanks to its serrated edge. This is Killing Edge. It's another sword. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's not my best work, but it's useful. This is Ebony. And then he lifts up. A blade made out of dark, glossy material with faint patterns that seems to be shifting constantly. It's made out of a special stone found underneath the uh, underneath the zell. Mm -hmm. I had to travel very far to get that. It's available. And then the final one is called Soul Eater. And it's a staff. It just looks like a staff. Soul Eater has a part of me within it. Okay. That was ominous. Choose your weapon. Um. So, hun, I'm talking to Meldor. Yes. 
Yes, hey, Meldor. He looks down at you, yes. Um, oh yeah, he is 6'7". Wow, what a babe. Um, so Meldor. Can I ask questions about the sword, or do I just have to pick one? You, you may ask. Okay, so... I'm leaning towards, um, Ebony. I, but I am just curious about Soul Eater just because you were like, yeah, it's a part of me within the sword. What does that mean? Did you bleed all over the, like not the sword, the staff, I'm sorry. Uh, I bisected a part of my soul and I put it in the weapon. Oh, so like it's literally a soul, a part of your soul is in, mm. it ate the part of the soul, hence Soul Eater. Yes. How many of these soul weapons do you, have you crafted? Just this one. Hmm. And how does that affect the weapon? He just shrugs. How did you do that then? For the name? I have soul to spare. Well, that's... So... I... Ezra, do you want to pick first? Because honestly, I'm not... I'm not too... I'm not too picky, honestly. Ezra's looking around because swords and staves are they called staves they're not really her style she needs something a little bit more straightforward a little bit more blunt with it Ezra are you unsatisfied with your choice of weapons um she doesn't say that Asia says that <laughs> She trails a finger down, like, the Soul Eater one, because that's the only one she's leaning towards. She's not really a sword type of gal. And she says as much. No, what you've made here is beautiful. Maldor? Yes. Maldor. Um, however... I'm just not a sword type of gal. Daggers are doable, but I like something with a little bit more weight to it. A little mm. bit more brutal. Club-like, if you will. If it has spikes, even better. What if it has a blade on it? A I'm sorry, what? What if it has a blade on it? On the club? Yes. A club with the blade. Yes. Yes, it's not a, it's not a hard concept. Yes, club plus blade equals new weapon. Yes. Thanks for your input, Santana. No Anyways, problem. I'd, uh... Could you show me what you mean? Yes. And then he leaves you in the courtyard and walks away. Ezra follows him. in the courtyard very well Ezra follows him <laughs> a stealth <laughs> woo 20 <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad if we wasted those 20s for no reason um, you as you attempt to follow him the house rises up and you're all now trapped within the courtyard as the house rises up upon roots fascinating Alright, alright. I don't I don't even know why I did that. The forest retracts you, Ezra. 
Me? Why would the forest reject me? It hardly knows me. It knows your blood. Ah. Well, I guess... What can you say? I'm not listening anymore, Ezra. I'm walking further away. Thanks for letting me know. No problem. You're so thoughtful. So Zantana interjects. So Ezra, help me pick out a weapon. Which one do you think I would look best in with my armor? This one or this one? Mm? 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 Star? Input? Uh, <laughs> Ezra is like toying with the weapons that he showed still. Just kind of like picks up the Soul Eater one. Just kind of like see how it feels. Because it's like her next best option if she doesn't like whatever... Meldor. You, so you touch Soul Eater. Yeah. Brings out. Do you grab it by its hilt? Sure. It's it's a staff. Does Roll it have a hilt? So you grabbed it in the middle, right? Yeah. Roll a constitution. <sighs> 17. Oh, wait. No. 19. 19? You begin your hands start burning. Ah. Okay, this is interesting. And they just continue burning? Mm -hmm. And um, what happens? You take one point of damage. Ah, are we still just burning as long as we hold this? Mm -hmm. Okay, Santana, why don't you uh, try this one on? And she hands it over. I still have two I have swords in my hands. Yeah, and she takes what? You're holding Anthem and Ebony, right? I'm holding Anthem and Ebony. She takes oh, Wait, anthem. are you holding both Anthems? No, just, just one. One Anthem and one Ebony, because I want to see how it looks with my attire. She takes um she takes Anthem. Mm-hmm. And she hands over Soul Eater. <laughs> you feel a bite on your arm. What? Yeah. What? So you hand me ebony? I mean, sorry, you hand me soul eater? Yeah. A bite? Mm hmm. Then it transforms into a sword. For me? Mm hmm. You, it just looks like a rusty old sword. It's dull, it's black, and it's ice cold. It seems like it's giving off like a little frost effects on it. To you holding it, it seems like it's made of a foreign metal you've never seen before. Mm -hmm. It's darkest night and swirls like that of a galaxy appear all over it. Ooh. Well, that, um. So, Santana, how. How do you find it? It's really beautiful. Mm. Wow, this is really pretty. That is an wow. ugly sword, Santana. Could That's you? What star says. What do you mean? Look at that! Look at look at that. look at, look at it. You don't like it? I'm not really a fan. It looks what? rusty and kind of like weirdly frostbitten. And also, did you do anything special? I am special, baby. Okay, wow. so no. Wow, the sword's really pretty. 
Are you sure you don't want to Ezra? You're missing out. You touched. You had dibs first. Are you Did sure you, you see it turn into a rusty old sword in my hand? What are you talking about? Yep. Okay, that answers that. Oh, this is really pretty. Wow. You feel your ground start. This ground around you start going back down. As Meldor stands with a massive slab of iron it's massive it's thick it's it looks way too heavy and it looks too crude to be called a weapon it looks like a heap of raw iron is, is it just a heap of raw iron i just really like the idea of bellborn just being like oh this girl wants something i didn't make okay uh, here you go fight with this ezra whips curl into a smile as she sees Meldor bring out this just giant hunk of unrefined metal. And it speaks to her. A little, weirdly, a little bit more than all the polished swords he's presented so far. And she's like, ah. A little unpolished, but I can deal with it. It is called Dragon Slayer. Ooh. Dragon Slayer. So you have worked with this metal. Yes, of course. I work with all the metal here. Did you like it? It is an un- it's an unwieldy weapon. And what's your strength? 18. <laughs> it's an unwieldy weapon. And Ezra receives it. She picks it up, feels the heft. Are we good? You asked me what my strength was? I assume yeah, something's coming. Yeah, you're able to lift it. Yeah, nice. Do you try and take a swing with it? Yeah, we take a little, a few precursory swings. She's like, can she lift it with one hand or is it mandatory two hands? Like, we're, we're not fighting anyone. Fighting, I imagine this would be two-handed, but like, just, you know. Two hands. Okay, okay, so we're taking some practice swings. We're feeling out the weight. Yeah. You feel it bite into you. Fascinating. And you kind of feel something searching through your head. And it's kind of like burning at your memories. I don't like this. What is happening? Not loud, Ezra. Out loud, Ezra is just kind of swinging. She persists in casually swinging the weapon. If anything, her swings get even more casual. (laughs) She looks even more satisfied than before. But on the inside, what is happening? You feel a brand burn into your hand as you continue to swing it. Okay, she stops swinging. She she casually, casually. <laughs> I want to reinforce this. Nothing is wrong. It's unrelated. She's like, she hands it back to Meldor and is like, ah, I don't know if I got the hang of it yet. Could I see your form with it? An audible wink. But not suggestive, but in her voice. I can't touch it. How come? But you just were. 
It's a weapon with a mind of its own. It picks and chooses who it wants to wield it. Ah. It, it, while it is called Dragon Slayer, it is a weapon used to slay vampires, uh, daemons, blood mages, and other kind of what it considers foul ilk. Uh. <laughs> time out, time out. Uh, that was the Asia uh. Ezra. Wonderful. Thank you. Tell me, Meldor, are all your weapons so fickle? No. Hmm. So Stanziana chimes in, like, she, like, kind of pat. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you saying Yeah, so Stanziana just, like, kind of pats Ezra on the back. He's like, yeah, that's a great weapon to have, because then we can, like, you'll be able to protect us down there from all those monsters that Star was talking about. Excellent. Now... Now we must hurry to the second part of this selection process. You must beat me with those weapons. Or die. Wow, the death. Okay. It's a bit extreme. Uh, so Ezra, I volunteer that you go first. You both are, you're, all three of you are fighting me at the same time. Oh, something a little cocky. Okay. Ezra looks over at Star and is like, ah, Star, you chose a weapon as well? I don't like any of these weapons, but I guess I'll just take Ebony. Hmm. Okay. Are all of you ready to face me? Ready as I'll ever be. And then Santana attacks. Uh, sorry. Do you roll the attack? <laughs> Cause go for it. Um. Can I get a? I get a. Um. Uh. What's it called? Advantage. Red advantage. Yeah. Great. She needs it. Oh, wow. 16. The first one was a 2. Yeah, as you attempt to hit, um, the house stops you. <laughs> no! And it sucks you underground. No! Now you can't say anything. Mm. She attempted to break the rules. There are rules? Yes, you have, to be, you have to fight me, but you have to fight me in that dome by the house. It's the only thing that ensures that the forest around us won't be destroyed. Ah. So come, she'll be waiting for us there. Wow. This is really symbiotic, huh? And that's when the episode ends for today.